So I was telling Rachel that um, now I get why when I see girls with braids and they keep like just running finger, their fingers finger through their braids. That's all I want to do, except when they get tangled, right? Like right now. Corey Murray, <laughs> Corey Murray you are a vision in these blonde blades. Thank you, thank ah. you Charlie Penn. And you are a vision in this Aruba tan. Girl, we, 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 we got away a little bit. We got away. We got away, away. Away, like passport. Yes, like close to the equator. Yes. Right? That's right. Yes, that's why we're so tan. Okay, that is why we're so tan. Although I ain't gonna front, um, I was out at the pool in Haiti and um, almost died because what? Um, well, just because of the the sun, it girl. Was, it wasn't. It was like ten a.m. and I was like, "What's happening?" Right? Yeah. Oh, I tell people the heat in Aruba is oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> like I, because I kept feeling like, "What is up with my mood? I'm on vacation," and I was like, "Oh, I'm hot." I'm, the sun was like sitting on my neck and my shoulders like get down it's hot down there okay wait i want to hear more about it but first i'm Ch- Corey murray i'm charlie penn and this is yes, yes girl! girl post vacation recap well the reason charlie and i are speaking a little creole a little yes. haitian creole and that's spelled with a k-r-e-y-o-l for the folks wait, not what yes so Creole usually is spelled C R E like the food, but in Haiti the Creole they spell it K R E Y O L. And I did not know that. So just a little, Look at little, you little education, me little education. Two minutes in. But I bring that up because our guest this week is Jessie Wu, who oh, so on fun. social is known as the Haitian Z Star. Uh, but right now she is on fire because she just released her new album, which is amazing. Well, actually, it's an EP, but I'm, I'm tired of saying EP. It's, it's an album. It's an you album. You put your heart she, in she it. She put an album. Um, and she also, and we talk about this with her, she went to Haiti herself to do Dinner and Blanc. Yeah. I wish I could say it a little more Frenchy. It was it was fun. You did it. It was fun. You did it. Um, and the coverage we gave it went through the roof. Viral. Viral. People stand for Haiti. They stand for Haiti. Love it. And y'all know my love for Haiti. My daughter's father's Haitian. So I went down there. We haven't taken her since she was two. So I realized she was a baby. Aww. She literally was a baby. So she was really kind of experiencing it for the, for the first, first time. time. Because I asked her when we went to the uh, resort that we went to, the Cameroon. She was like, I said, do you remember? Do you remember this stuff? And she looked at me like, no, mom, where's the pool? First she was like uh and y'all had these matching braids i'm sorry we had, okay braids. Made, all right so another little side note um i shared this on social so i haven't had braids in 24 years girl and the reason why is because when i moved to new york you know everybody had braids every, every black girl gets braids and i got braids and went on a random store on 125th street and uh i thought it was cute i was always walking around you know shaking them or whatever and they started falling out just randomly as braids do and I thought, okay. They were the ones on the edges, fine. probably. It was, I was thinking it was fine. But at my new job, right out of college, this little white boy who sat next to me, who I kind of had a crush on, he would hand them to me. Did, he, you, did you write that he said, I think this is yours? Yes. I'm dead. And what he said do? it with a, like he was stifling his giggle. Oh, no. And I was so embarrassed. So he wasn't being helpful? He was he being wasn't, shady? He was being shady. Uh-uh, but, also, but, he, but he was also cool, but he was just like... <laughs> He said, I think these are yours. Oh, no. And you said never again? And I said never again. Well, I'm glad you brought these braids back, honey. And I would always see you, Julie. I mean, everybody in the staff gets braids for festival. And I was always being in the back like, well, I guess I'll just do my blowout in in hot-ass New Orleans. If it makes you feel better, technically, I haven't had braids in over 20 years either. Because these are (gasps) crochets. I have not. And for similar reasons. But mine, honestly, my struggle 
was that I did not have any braids for 20 years because I have so much hair, it would take too damn long. Yes. And my patients, I can't oh, yeah, sit no. in the braid shop for 22 hours with two women on my head. I no. just couldn't. And that's how long it seemed to always take. And no matter what they estimated, mm-hmm. I would longer. always end up there after hours. The shop's been closed. The lights are out, except for where we're sitting. Like, it was a whole thing. And then taking them out. So for me, because of how much hair is on my big old head, <laughs> got it from my daddy. It's okay. Um, I hadn't done it either. So I feel you. I'm really proud of you. And you know what? Are you? I mean, I'm Southern, so I also don't like, I have this superstition of having two people on your head at the same time. Yeah. But I know as an older, yeah, it's like you should just let it go. And they don't plan it that way. But at the braid shop, they see the other woman struggling. The other one jumps in because they're like, oh, we ain't going to get out of here. Well, Cassandra says she got her braids done in, I think, four hours. And she says she had it was either three or four women. Exactly. And that's never been my experience. So I have yet to do it. I have yet to take the plunge. Although Julie, our Julie, our host of Color Files, Mm -hmm. her knotless braids make me want to try well, okay, so these are knotless braids. They're knotless also? Yeah, knotless and my, uh, my braider, shout out to Miss Mary. I, well, she's not Miss Mary. I call. I have Jillian call Our her braider. Mary. You know Mary uh, does my crochet? Oh, right. We share her. Hey, Miss Hairologist. Mary, uh, Mary, Mary uh, she was explaining to me that knotless braids are basically just old school ways of doing braids. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's all the rage right now. Now, Charlie, enough about braids. You did something a little special that involved a flower crown? Girl. So, all right. You know, I believe in manifestation and God's time and all of the things. So hubby and I had originally said when we celebrate 10 years of wedded bliss, October 17, 2020, we were going to do a big like, well, not big, but like, you know, a vow renewal celebration mm-hmm. and a party. Ten like years, Jay-Z and like, Beyonce. Yeah. You know, do a little something. 10 years for mm-hmm. us. Like, oh, my God, like mm-hmm. we're almost at 10 because we're actually celebrating nine in October of this year. But then we got this amazing opportunity. So every year in Aruba, this will be the, this was the third annual. They do something called the Aruba. I do. Corey, it's so dope. 200 couples gather in Aruba. They can sign up for it in advance. And it's a giant vow renewal on the beach Ooh. together. And there's like a party and a fiesta and everything after. It's just Yeah, like you great- had like carnival dancers. Girl, drinks, photo ops, photo booths, giant Aruba I do, letters in the sky. It was amazing. Wow. So I went down there to cover that. But they said, hey, bring your husband. And I was like, of course. I mean, like, yeah. we're going to do it. That's amazing. And then they offered us an opportunity to do our own private vow renewal. So we <gasps> were like, okay, guy, we get it. Yep. yep. It's been a really challenging couple of years for us in a lot of ways. And, you know, not with our love, but just with life coming at us. No, marriage so we is work, like, they say. Girl, it's work. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, we're going to do this. God wants us to do it right now. We're going to yeah. do it. And I ordered me a little flower crown and veil on Amazon, y'all. Amazon Prime is life. Amazon Prime. I think, thought about it on Thursday and it came on Friday. All right. Can I tell you my Amazon find really quickly? Yes. So again, Haiti, uh, Jillian's father was like, yo, I'm gonna order, can you order this faucet for me so you can bring it down? I literally ordered it on Thursday and it came on Saturday and we packed it up on Sunday. What? Faucet. See, it's not as sexy faucet? as a flower crown, but go ahead. Amazon, everything. But wait, wait, wait. Tell me about these flamingos. Oh my Were they, are they real? What What are they? So we stayed at the Renaissance Aruba, mm-hmm. which is like a resort and casino. But why? the reason people stay there, not only is it a beautiful hotel, but there is a boat that leaves from the lobby that takes you to Aruba Island. Well, sorry, Renaissance Island, which is their private island just for a hotel guest, which is filled with flamingos and iguana <gasps> and cabanas. That's what oh, I was doing. Oh, wow. Y'all. Your 
IG feed. Girl, we had a private picnic on the beach. That was real. You can do like a picnic experience. You can do that. We I lounge in a cabana and I took selfies with flamingos, even though my husband took the best selfie ever. Y'all have to go on my Instagram feed. You did that, G. You did it. It was everything. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing. Like these flamingos were just strutting. It was just so relaxing. Girl, we had so much fun. So we renewed our love at the right time. I was, girl, I cried my whole little magnetic eyelash off. Julie gave me these magnetic lashes. <laughs> I remember you guys were talking about them. And oh my it, God, yeah. it was so easy because I was like, I got to beat, semi, semi beat my face. Girl, it blew right off into the desert. Cried it off, let it loose. But it was beautiful. And we got some sun. You got some sun. Yep. Girl, Aruba is a moment. You got to add it to your list. I want to add it to my and list. And I'm going to add Haiti. Okay. Because you right, we gonna switch. and Jesse got me excited. No, you got to go. You got to go. It's really beautiful. The culture, all of that. You know what else got me excited? Wow. I will admit. No, I, sh- I shouldn't say I was excited. I did have a bit of FOMO about missing New York. Really? Because this past weekend was epic as far as pop culture entertainment because you and I both missed Afropunk. Yeah, Afropunk was this we weekend. Um, Black Girls Rock did a taping. Epic. Um, I hear Angie Martinez had like a dope concert picnic situation and then the vmas the vmas happen. and as an entertainment director i know you were like okay i'm away but it's popping it's popping i was looking at everybody's feed um but i did come in just in time to catch the vmas and when i tell you missy missy elliott but i will say this okay as much as i love and yes mtv you guys are overdue and doing that but i love the fact that i didn't know that crystal and kit fairy from the reed um, who's been on our podcast. We did a live podcast with them down in New Orleans. They have been standing, riding, do or die for Missy Elliott to get a VMA, to get that Vanguard Award. I had no idea. I had no idea. That's why, I, well, I want you to go back to Missy Elliott's speech this week because she gives them a huge shout out, a huge shout out Aww. that is because of them. I think they talked about her getting it or her being overdue for it for three years. They did not lay off. They did not lay See? off. She got her flowers last night at VMAs. Power of the people. But I've got to say, just to have, you know, a little flex, you know, we honored her two years ago, and we had Janet Jackson. We had LaKaylee 47 come out. We had Rhapsody come out, y'all. And if For y'all don't have music. Rhapsody's album, Eve, that's out right now, first of all, there's so much hot music that just came out this last week while we were away. Raphael Sadiq's album, oh, you know Jadena's album, uh, Rhapsody's album, and then Missy surprised everybody by releasing five new songs. I can't, I'm not going to even butcher that word, Iconology. Oh, Ashley just told me I said it right. Thank you, Ashley. Anyway, um, I still got a little too many rum sours in me. But Missy, Missy, Missy is amazing, is amazing. I stand for Missy forever. My husband and I were driving to Virginia because, you know, my family's in Virginia. And whenever we go, when we hit the Virginia state line, we only play Missy songs. That's Am I that corny? No, oh, that's amazing. Like, I, I'm pause. real. I'm I'm pausing because I'm like I will steal that. Isn't that fun? That is fun because she do. has such a catalog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll be like, what are we starting with? We always I like to start with work it. Mm-hmm. He likes to start with um, past that Dutch. Past oh that yeah, Dutch. the <laughs> beginning of past that Dutch is so. Epic. Um, oh, it still just gives me chills. Epic, but that's like our thing because mm-hmm. we regularly go to Virginia. Shout mm-hmm. out to Stanton where my family is in Roanoke. Um, everybody there, but we only play Missy. It's hilarious, and we blast it because it's just fun. Yeah, and no. hype to pull up, and they and I literally think my cousin's like, "Oh, here they come," because she can hear like past <laughs> that Dutch playing from like down the block. You know, it's quiet in the country. 
You know what I mean? It seems like, wait, I heard you guys coming. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? But anyway, Missy mm-hmm. is everything. And I can I do a personal shout out? Sure. This is huge. So one of my dearest friends, mm-hmm. her book comes out this week. Ooh. A huge book. Oh, okay? I saw it on your social. Yes. Mm-hmm. I went to her book release party. You guys, my friend Caitlin Moscatello wrote her new book. It's called See Jane Wynn, The Inspiring Story of the Women Changing American Politics. Ooh. Everything. She spent two years following these women. She knew something good was about to happen Mm -hmm. for women in Mm -hmm. government. She knew that change was coming. Mm -hmm. She was not playing. So she shadowed Abigail Spanberger, Catalina Cruz, Anna Escamani, and London Lamar, a woman of color, to all most women of color. Mm -hmm. And she followed their journeys and their wins. And she didn't even know when she started this they were going to win. But mm-hmm. it's a dope book. And I just, I'm proud of her. It was a passion. The timing is right. And she really tells the story of these amazing women. And I really wanted to show her some love on the podcast. Oh, that's a way to go there. So I pre-ordered five. But, um, you know, support Hype Your Girls. Hype Your Girls. Hype but your it's girls. epic. So I'm proud of you, Caitlin. The book is called See Jane Win. Charlie, you know who else is winning? Who, boo? Jessie Wu. Girl, we laughed with her. We had such a good time. Y'all going to love this interview. Please check it out right now. Damn. Are you really excited? I am really excited. For today's guest, like even more than me. All right. Tell the people why. Okay. So go pause for me just one second. She's going to stand. So as you guys know, as you know on the podcast, um, I don't like this term, but my baby daddy is a Haitian. (laughs) (laughs) And um, but I will admit I do not speak Creole. And I'm, That's okay. uh, you know, but I'm okay. But I went, but it's interesting when I hear it, mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh my God, it's like my say. And then they like start talking and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's all it. I got. So fast forward to um, Rock Nation brunch when the Grammys were in New York, mm-hmm. top of the world trade. Our guest comes in. She has a, you know, a little group around her squad. and it's a, a squad and it's like all this like oh my god nah, 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 nah. and i see mona scott young and then mona scott young and our guests start speaking in creole and i was like who's speaking creole rock nation like who, who's the haitian here and and then someone happened to whisper me like whisper to me they're like oh this is jesse Wu. she's like an influencer know. it was very it was like a three second interaction okay. and and i was like oh my god i'm ha- you know i'm, I'm you know i have a haitian Queen and you were like so okay hard. <laughs> Look you weren't rude, but it was just like, but you know, because so I realized excited. I got really corny, and it was like, oh my god, I know Haitians, <laughs> and you were like, okay, <laughs> really? but again, you weren't you weren't rude, you weren't rude. You were really like, in a moment. I said because I, I said to myself, bad. I need to stop doing that. But it, I will be honest, I do this also with people from Texas, from DMV. I love your like, pride. I love to make a some sort of connection. But mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Jesse motherfucking Wu was in the house. Hey, and then I started following you really? on Instagram and the whole, okay. I was sure, we have a WhatsApp group with his family and I started sending the, I mean, I had couldn't send everything, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. just something. We'll talk just about some that things, yeah. But yes, but welcome, Jesse. First of all, I'm shocked <laughs> that you shared that story. Why? Because I didn't know, when I was at the Rock Nation, I was, I felt like I had diarrhea. I was so nervous oh, to be oh, there. really? Yeah. Like, I was like short, I was. Like, on, like you felt like it wasn't like I what felt do you mean, like, like out of space, place, like mm. you know. But you know that like, room, that room, it's a big it, room. it smelled like good credit. It, it smelled like <laughs> wealth. 
It smelled mortgages, like, like I'm multiple you, mortgages. It, it smelled like frontals that actually grow out of your scalp. Like I, I want to yes. say paid mortgages. It, it, yes, like it, 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 it just it felt like <laughs> it felt like I was in Wakanda. Like, yes. It felt like I was in New York, but there was like a little little Wakanda in New York. That so I was so scared to be there. Mm-hmm. And you know, shout out to Mona. I mean, Mona escorted me in there. You couldn't tell me she wasn't Diddy and I wasn't Mace. Like, and she was. She was, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I was rolling up. She's like, we're going to the Rock Nation. I was like, cool, cool. We're rolling in. We're rolling in. And I couldn't believe that she had me in there. Yeah. So, and then, like, people were actually talking to me. Yes. So, sometimes, even till now, like, people would be like, oh, Jesse Wu. I'm like, you're talking to me? <laughs> they knew your work? They know my name. They knew yes. your work. Like, I'll be on yes. red carpets and I'm trying to interview people and they're trying to, they're asking Talk me. I'm like, like, wow. It's still so surreal. Yeah. So I, I, I thank you. I thank you for no. sharing that because that was really a big moment for me last no. year. No, yeah. it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And to see where you are now. And okay, and here's my other thing. And I, told, I already told Charlie, and Charlie let me know that I was going to take over the interview. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let her have the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So my, my second anecdote for you is last week I was coming back from... I don't know where I was, Florida. I had to go down to NBJ. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming back from the airport and coming back to JFK and going through Flatbush. Yeah. And I see all these posters of this beautiful uh. black woman mm-hmm. yeah. who I'll admit from a distance, and you see I wear glasses. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is that like an insecure post? It looked like Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's stunning. But then I kept looking like, who is this woman? It's on every tree, it's on every <laughs> light pole, it's all everywhere. Over. And sure enough, I start going on, you know, my Instagram, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Again, Jesse Wu mm-hmm. plastered everywhere Over. because of your album, your EP. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Fuck EP. It's an album. album. Moods of a Cancer. Yes. It was everywhere. But your that art, the the, the artwork is stunning. It's really it was. really beautiful. You know what's so funny? I had the first of all. That whole Brooklyn thing, that takeover, I don't know who did that. So I, and it I was Shout out that, to them. Yeah. This, like, I was on social media and people kept sending it to me. I'm like, who is doing this? And I had to do something like two weekends ago in Brooklyn and I saw it. I saw like a bunch of pictures of myself. I got so emotional because I used to live right there. Like mm-hmm. I lived in Brooklyn. I moved to Brooklyn three years ago from Miami. Nobody knew my name. Like I had no plan. I just knew I wanted to do something with myself. So fast forward three summers later and my face is everywhere. everywhere. Like that's crazy to me that Amazing. it's just, uh, I don't even know how, I don't know. But um, the artwork, I got the idea from Pinterest, so I'm a Pinterest girl. I love Pinterest. I, love I have Pinterest. a board for everything. I have a it's board. It's a problem. And literally, when it was time to do like the cover, I was looking up R&B covers. Mm-hmm. And I one R&B cover that always stood out to me was Sade's cover where she... Oh, No Ordinary Love. Yes, yes. she has that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I want to kind of do something like that. But I want it to be moody because the the title of the EP is Moods of a Cancer. Mm -hmm. So I wanted the lights and everything. So I was looking for like moody pictures. And I came across like some Sierra photos, some um, Beyonce photos. And I came across some random girl who had like a photo that was similar to my EP. Mm -hmm. But my EP came out like it just came out. 10 times better than what I pictured wow. because of the photographer. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. You gotta make sure you have people who, if you tell them your vision, they can just execute. knock, like yeah. execute it knock 10 times better. Like heat, the lighting, everything. I knew I wanted to look black. I wanted to look 
black as hell. I wanted to look (laughs) wet because I'm a water sign. Mm -hmm. So like all that stuff is literally what I envisioned, but it came out 10 times better. So and then to have that everywhere and people like little kids sending it to me. And I had one kid say, this is great. I'm taking it home. I'm going to go hang it up in my room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They were taking it home. It's like art. It's really like art. So, I mean, it's just been a wonderful experience. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You are a self-made woman. In yeah, three. You know, I, we were talking about mm-hmm. that. Like Corey and I were just saying, it's so beautiful mm-hmm. that you, you can create an entire brand and yeah. career yeah. off of content. Yeah, for, yeah. And, and social media yeah. is the platform. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Thank you. Because there's a lot of people trying to do that right now. Yeah. It's saturated, but not everybody is winning at it. True. It's hard. I, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I went into it not knowing this is what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like I fell into a depression two months, two two years ago. Um, you know, I had moved from Miami to New York. I graduated. I had just finished my grad school degree, so I got my master's in mass communication. Receipt. Okay, master's. Okay, um, hey, okay. master's, I'm, hey. So I'm like, I had been trying to be a journalist in Miami for so long. But in Miami, it's hard to be a journalist, and you know it's very Hispanic focused, and you know it just wasn't working for me. And a lot of my friends, they would leave and they would go to these random cities. I was like, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to no city where ain't no chicken, ain't you know what I'm saying? It ain't no pate, ain't no. If I can't get no legume, I ain't going. So I was like, I'm either gonna go to L.A. Or to New York, and mm-hmm. I remember LA. It was like ten dollars to breathe a day. Yes. So I was like, "Yeah, nah, we gonna we just gonna make this work in New York." My mom was like, "I, I don't want you to go to Los Angeles because it's five hours to go. The the flight is so expensive." I'm New York. Go to New York. Your auntie's there. Go to New York. Yes. There's no Haitians in well, there we do in LA. They Haitians are, in they, LA. They, they spread. spread. I mean, yeah. they spread. They yeah. spread out. That is not the place. Yeah. Right? No, well, even no. West Indians. But go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I it, never noticed. The West Indian community over there is very spread out. So and they <gasps> they message me all the time, come do something here. Mm-hmm. So that's another story that's too. Whole, yeah. But um I came to New York. The first year was so hard. Finally get a job. <laughs> Finally get a, my own place. Right when I get my own apartment, I get fired. Girl. For my job. Girl. I'm the only black girl in there. We've all been there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a master's degree. And when I went into there, it was a job placement firm. They told me, hey, we would love to hire you as a recruiter for um, our communications department. I'm like, great. Oh, but can you be a receptionist for a little bit? Hold on. No. Wait a minute. Well, well hold on now. It's okay. I, I, ain't had no, I ain't had no money. So I was like, all right, cool. Can you do it for 90 days? I'm like, all right, cool. But within that 90 days, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of Susans. A lot of, you know what I'm saying? Best. A lot of, yeah. Becky Falls. Becky's coming in. All the girls. Fresh out of being a cashier at Starbucks, and they're getting the big positions. They're mm-hmm. getting the $70,000 a year. Just like that. Just like that. And my black ass got to prove to you that I could file some papers. Mm-mm. I got to prove to you I can answer yeah. the phone. I got to prove to you that I can, you know, um, schedule your appointments for the day. You got mm-hmm. a whole grad degree. Okay. A, a whole, whole master. Grad master's. Degree. Yeah. I have years of administrative work position position uh, experience. But Secondary I have Secondary education. Okay. 
Hello? But they just coming in, and mind you, so my 90 days, it gets to my 90 days, I'm like, Kote, where is your promotion? Excuse me. <laughs> where is your promotion? You say, basque, baptan me, we? You know what I'm saying? This $18 is cool, but I'm trying to get to the $70,000 a year. And they was like, you know, you don't really fit the, no. you don't fit the, the office culture. Aesthetic. Culture. Aesthetic. Oh, culture, 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 yeah. So that was that. Lose my job. I'm mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. And one thing about, you know, being a Caribbean kid, your parents always tell you, you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure it. My mom was like, eh, 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 I don't know what you're going to do. I can't give you nothing. You know, so I had to get on EBT cars, unemployment, do what I had to do. Yeah. And literally, humbling, right? it was a humbling. But as I'm fighting for all that, I'm looking for another job. I just started going online, uploading videos, and people had no idea. Like, I was going through it. Yeah. And as I was looking for jobs, I remember thinking, when I was in that office job, I would cry all the time coming in. God, I don't wanna be here. God, I wanna use my talents. I wanna use my talents. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing that. I would go to acting classes and I couldn't keep up because of my job schedule. And as I was looking for a job, I remember God telling me, you asked me for something. Mm-hmm. Cause I was looking for like anything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get it. Mm-hmm. And God was like, you asked me for something. Remember what you asked me for, and literally my next job was at BET as a journalist. When Something did you I start asking God for this? Like, when did you like, know? When I when I was at that job, when mm-hmm. I was at the front desk. When you were miserable there. Yeah, miserable. I would, during my lunch break, I would cry. I would, like, pray. I'm like, damn, do, okay, let me fa- Let me do the Daniel fast. How long I got to fast, God? I'm fasting, Lord, but how fast is this blessing going to come? Jesus, hello. And I, I even remember when I got fired, I was like, hold on, God. I wanted to quit. I didn't want to get fired, Jesus. You know, it was just like a God. It's real. It was a lot. So I understand. Literally, my next job, I was at a table read for like a sketch comedy show I was going to do in the city not knowing that my future boss was sitting in that room. Look at that. Oh, wow. You never know who's among never, you, y'all. Never yes. know. Then just like you said, you were at the rock. You never, you never know, know. Yeah, who's watching you, yeah. who's talking to you. That's why you have to be your best at self all at all time. times. Yeah. Especially now when people got camera phones out. Because yeah. even if they weren't there, they might yeah. see you. Yeah, So It's real. That's how we, now I got an EP. I'm like, hey. Look at that. People listening to it. I'm like, wow. Like, well, I, how did you get, so we were talking about this, like, mm-hmm. Social media is where a lot of us found you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, then you you know then we I, then I would see you report mm-hmm. on camera for BET. Mm-hmm. I saw you do red carpet reporting elsewhere, mm-hmm. and now yeah, music, music. You had your own show that you did with Blogzilla, like you know yes, what I mean? Power Star Live, shout yes. out to Blogzilla. And it's like, but now you have like it's almost like you you did it in reverse, but then maybe yeah. it were like. Charlie and I was saying, but maybe this is the new trajectory. It is. It's all, it's like anything goes. You can make your own path now. And I love that. Is that what you feel you did? I feel like I did it, but I, it's not, I wasn't trying to do that. (laughs) Literally like, like, you know, how did you do this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Like literally (laughs) even singing was something I quit. Like when I was moving here three summers ago, I was in the midst of recording and it just was, I was tired. Like it just Mm -hmm. wasn't working for me. You know, I just had a lot of roadblocks in the music industry, a lot of stupid men. You know, it's a male-led industry, Mm -hmm. a lot of stupid things. You know, us as girls, we have to go through. 
I was just tired. And I was like, you know what? I have this degree. I'm going to fall back on this degree. I'll sing in church. I've always mm-hmm. sang in church. Mm-hmm. I formed my first choir when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm cool. I'll sing at funerals. I was getting a little bag to sing at funerals. I, I While I was in grad school, I hustled. I sang at restaurants on the beach. Get mm-hmm. my little five hundred dollars a night. That's hey, smart. My, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I did what I had. So I was like, I always sing. Yeah. But um, Shaf, who is the who owns the label I'm on, I met him two summers ago, and at the time, um, he had Cardi, and Bodak Yellow was was blowing up, and I did like a Haitian version of it on my Instagram, and, and his sister saw it and told him, and he reached out to me. He had been trying to get me to sing for a while, but I was like, ah. It just, ah, I just had my hangups. And finally, this January, he would always be in my ear like, Jess, whenever you want, whenever you're ready, like, I'm, you know, I'm ready for you. Mm-hmm. And literally, I was like, okay, let's just go to the studio. Go to the studio. First song I write in like four years was Fill Me Up. It's the first song on the EP. And and I was like, oh, this, oh, I, I, st- I still, still got Muscle it. memory. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah. He's like, let's keep going to the studio. He's like, you know, now we have to keep going. I'm like, okay, cool. And before you know it, like, I had like over 20 songs recorded. The wow. EP only has six. I was so scared to like release more songs because I didn't know how people would take it because I'm coming from social media. A lot of people don't register. They don't let you do that. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, um, here go another Instagram girl trying to. Here mm-hmm. go another, you know. Loving hip hop girl, they don't know that I was trying to do that my entire life. Right. So literally, we end up with all these songs, and Shaf is like, "So, so you want to put an EP together?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, let's do it. Fine." And it came out number three on the R&B charts on iTunes the first day. Forbes picked it up the first day. The next day it went to number two. We beat Chris Brown for a day. So it was just like, it's just been surreal for me yeah. because it's like, literally, I've wanted to do this my entire life. And now I see people actually embracing it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, it's just still, I'm still processing it. So mm-hmm. how did I do it? I don't know. I think God just did it because yeah. I couldn't have done this. I think it's just God. Yeah. Let me ask you, what was, your, what was your prayer? Because we've... Charlie and I, Charlie has piqued me to something like be very specific in your prayer. Manifesting. Mm-hmm. Manifest. So what was your prayer? If you Man, don't mind sharing. That's a great I, question, Corey. You know, I know we should be specific. And there are times when I'm specific, but sometimes I feel like your tears are your prayers. Like, I mm. cried a lot. And there were times when I literally would just pray and I, I would just say, don't forget about me, God. You... You told me I was gonna do this, that, and the third. You gave me these gifts. Don't forget about me, yeah. you know. Like, I, and I ain't. Gonna, I'm not afraid to say. Like, sometimes I would tell God, I'm like, I see this person doing this. What about mm-hmm. me? Like, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. I see what you've done for this person. Mm-hmm. I see what you've done for that person. But not in jealousy, mm-hmm. but in God. Don't forget about me. Like, have you forgotten about me? Mm-hmm. You know. And I felt there was some. There was somebody in the Bible that that's that prayed a prayer like that. Like, have you forsaken Saking me? Forsaken yeah. Me. yeah, and mm-hmm. I was literally like, don't forsake me. Happy for that. And I felt like God always saying, like, I haven't forgotten about you. Mm-hmm. I haven't forgotten about you. And I'm like, okay, my time is Hello. telling me you have. <laughs> <laughs> you have though. Like the clock is ticking. But literally, that was always my prayer. Like, don't forget about me. And now. 
I know that I know he hasn't forgotten about me. So I feel like I'm in a place where I can be more specific now. And, mm-hmm. and okay, God, like this is specifically what I want. I want a Grammy. I want to claim it. I, I want to be. Mm-hmm. A, I want to play Lauren Hill in a biopic. You know what I mean? Like I want. Like I'm specific, and I'm like, this is what I want, God. And and the only reason why I can be that way now is because I'm not afraid. I'm to. I'm not afraid. I don't think that God has forgotten me anymore. Mm-hmm. Some of us, we're just we be we be in low places, mm-hmm. and it's okay to sometimes not intentionally be vague, but just be real with God. Like God, mm-hmm. listen, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Are you there? Hello. Like, yes. are you listening to me? Are you watching me? What's happening? Like, those were literally my prayers. Like, what is happening here? One of the things we always say on the show, and I think, Corey, we really feel like it's a like a life lesson we process. Mm-hmm. Delay is not denial. Yes. 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 You have to receive that in your heart and know that what's for you yes. is coming for you mm-hmm. when it's supposed to, yeah. yes. how it's supposed to. Yep. And just being happy for everyone else around you yes. and doing what you do will always lead you there. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think we learn that as grown ass women. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Eventually, true. if I like it's settled for me, like around in our 30s, mm-hmm. what lessons have you learned from uh, what other lessons have you learned from just your journey and what would you say to someone else who's maybe not there yet and Mm -hmm. feeling like you felt that day down depressed and like what is happening there is no god is not on the clock Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of us we want to be that teenage (laughs) star and we Mm want to be that kid star and you know a lot of my friends i remember when i moved to um to new york um Three years ago, I was like 25, and no, 25, 26. I just turned 29. Mm-hmm. So literally, for me, age was always this thing for me. Like, because I remember when I was like 22, I was somewhere singing, and and somebody asked me, "How old are you?" And I was like, "I was 22." They're like, "Oh," and I was like, yeah, "What the hell?" What? Okay, right, like 26. Mm. Oh my god! Like I remember when I was moving to New York, I had a friend of mine. Tell another friend of mine, you're, she's too old. You're, they're what? trying to, yeah, like you're still trying to do this. Yes, and <laughs> and it's always that for women. Mm-hmm. I noticed that it's never of for course. a guy. A guy could come in this of thing course. in his forties, talking about whipping it real mm-hmm. good and and it's all good. Putting mollies in your drink and like, all, and it's cool. All good. But for a girl, it's like you're on this time. You're yes. on, you're mm-hmm. on this time clock. Mm-hmm. I gotta have babies by this time. I gotta have this amount of money by this time. If I don't have a man by this time, I'm not. And men don't live that way. No, they don't. And for me, I think that just everything that's happened to me, it's been God telling me, I, I'm in control. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm in control. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and the way I'm going to do it is going to be 10 times better than how you wanted it to be. Yeah, and when I look back, yeah. if I, when I was 22, I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, I could not do this. My late 20s literally is when I'm finally like, okay. I'm mature to handle this. I'm still childish. I'm a very childish person. I, I love to be silly, but there's a lot of mistakes I made in my 20s. Had I made it now, I'd be suffering even more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like that was, that's my biggest lesson from just God himself. God is not on a time clock. Success is not on a time clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like happiness, like everything that you want out of life, if you are going to measure it by your age, your a, t- a certain time, 
you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You're not going to enjoy it. Like, everything comes to you when it's meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And I've had to reason with that. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy. I'm where I'm supposed to be at the time I'm supposed to be there. I'm handling it the way I'm supposed to handle it. I feel good about everything that's happening. And I feel that if I hadn't gone through all the stuff I went through in my early 20s, and I, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I think that that's been my biggest lesson. It's your journey. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think about um, just young, young women like teen, you know, te- you know, like eighteen and mm-hmm. then early twenties, where they feel like I need it needs to happen for me now. But you're a mm-hmm. testament to like, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't. No. You need to grow. You need to learn some mistakes. And something else we talked about on the podcast the other day with um, Erica Alexander. I'll, I'll share that the, my most uncomfortable situations have been when I've done the most growth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's True. so hard in that moment. You're embarrassed. You're mm-hmm. just frustrated. But when I now that I'm older, yeah. I'm like, oh damn, I learned a big ass lesson mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And thank and I'm thankful to God that I, I went through it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, absolutely. And you can enjoy it more too. Yes. I think when you're yes. ready for mm-hmm. it, yeah. then maybe and like you said, you maybe you would blow it if it came too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real too. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like there, there's something about the grind. Like the grind of it all, when you're able to look hindsight, you're like, wow, it was worth it. It was. It was worth it. I mean, and when you look at the people who are most successful, the Issa Rays, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like them, them, them twenties, like that's when you, that's when you grind, like you got to grind and to enjoy what's going to be going on later on. And, and, and the, the Oprah's like, Mm -hmm. they didn't make it. Like they weren't child stars. No. You know what I mean? And even now, I think because of social media, everything is so fast paced. Like people want, it's like McDonald's. They think they could just put this in the microwave and that's it, you're a star. Like it don't work like like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that you see, they got a big following. They're not going into certain rooms. They haven't done the work. Yeah, you got followers, but you don't got the influence. Yeah. Everybody want to be influenced. You don't got the influence. There is a difference. Mm There's a difference between having having followers and having influence. You know what I mean? Like I was looking at someone's, Page the other day, um, Crystal, she's on uh, the podcast with the Kid Fury. Oh, yeah, the, the read. read, yeah, love her. Literally, she got like two posts on her page, Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> she don't okay. care. No, but if Crystal say I'm, I'm gonna be down to the to the coffee house at this time. The line, oh, the please. line, the line will be outside yeah. the door. Meanwhile, so and so who's been naked on her Instagram all year, she got three million followers. She tells you to be here at a certain time. Ain't nobody coming. No, ain't nobody coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the grind. People want to skip the grind. You cannot skip the grind. Mm-hmm. And when you grind everything that happens afterwards, like you'll see it was worth it. You can enjoy it 10 times more. And that's why for me sometimes I just I remember when I would cry in studios wanting to be the one singing or I was in studios singing references for, for other artists like I've had songs be on the radio I didn't get credit for and now like when I have an EP and everybody mm-hmm. knows this is Jessie Wu she wrote this she wrote that my posters is here my posters is there you know I'm in Haiti singing and people are yeah. singing my song like I had to go through all those dark years to appreciate the sunshine Mm -hmm. and i'm not even at i this is nothing yet and i'm I'm excited about you know what's next for me all right so two things Mm -hmm. um speaking about the grind how fantastic or whose brilliant idea was it to take 
your Zozo <laughs> clip, your Zozo appointment. Yeah. Although I have not asked my Haitian mother-in-law what right, the Zozo right. is. I know what a shushun is. <laughs> yeah, and that's a nice name. But you took that, it opens the album, mm-hmm. and then it's sort of the thread of it, but it's beautifully mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. But then also it's a turn up. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So was that always a part of the... That was Shaft's idea. Okay. You know, Shaft, he... Uh, not only is he a label head, he's a manager, he just, he's very artistic. Um, he knows how to put things together. You know, Shaft, um, he a and uh, he did a lot of work on, on Lil' Kim's, uh, I think it was Notorious K.I.M. album. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a while. Okay. So he, he, he's in tune with, you know, what's going on, but then also he's in tune with me. And I remember probably two days before we dropped the EP, he asked me, uh, "What's your most viral clip?" And I went on my on my Instagram, and you can see you can Which check your insights. It was the Zozo appointment one, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and it's from last summer. And I didn't expect that to go viral. It's literally still going viral. It's still going viral. And he was like, "All right." And he's like, "What's your second one?" It was the one with no wig. Yeah. The one at the, at the and it they literally went in tune with the songs so, like yes. no effort seamless and, and and he wanted me to do skits because people know me for my skits my jokes he didn't want to lose that and I was like okay let's do it but literally he that was his idea and it fit perfectly it it, it works so yeah. well perfectly it's perfectly. genius it's genius. really really it genius. genius it was genius I'm curious when did you realize you were funny as fuck. Girl, like because you I, have to have that confidence <laughs> to put something out like that. Yo, because my yeah. favorite clip of yours is about the Netflix. And oh, the women Netflix! <laughs> it takes confidence <laughs> though. Yo, I barely do the front facing. Like you know, you have to really put yourself out mm-hmm. there. You know, I think you have to know I was, gonna always, go. I was always a class clown though. So that was you. Yeah. So when I was younger, you know, I was in school, I got teased a lot. You know, everybody goes through teasing. And and I felt like being the class clown made me make friends. Like, that's how I made friends. Mm -hmm. And then even going into work, like, up until two years ago where I had office jobs, like, I have so many friends now that know me from work. And they would ask, like, can I have the same shift as Jess? Like, can I have the same? Like, I, I got to be with Jess, bro. I got to be with Jess. Like, when I was a bank teller, literally, like, customers would get on my nerves. And I would literally be like, I would literally put the money down and lie down on the floor. I'm like, you know what? I would act a fool in them people bank. Shout out to Chase Bank. <laughs> I would act a damn fool down at Chase Bank. And literally, it's like my coworkers, they lived for that. Because they knew when we were going to go to work, we are going to have a good time. Time flew by. So I think that I just always made people laugh. Now, I didn't know that I could make people that I didn't know laugh. Like mm-hmm. That was Level. a shock to me. And like even like last year, I spent the entire year on the road doing stand up. I remember one time I, I got to Canada, I had two nights to do stand up. First night I bombed so bad. It was a smaller crowd. And the next night was gonna be four hundred people. I was bugging out. Nervous. I was bugging out. My dad was gonna be there. I hadn't seen my dad in years. I was like peeing in my pants. Yeah. I got on the stage, my I lost my routine. But I was on there for an hour straight, just pulling things out of my ass, just like, just pulling jokes out of my ass from biblical jokes 
to I don't know to sexual jokes to on the job on the fly. To, like on the fly it's like the more the people laugh the more jokes it was just coming out of me and I was like I remember getting off the stage crying. I was like, damn, I just scammed the fuck out of these niggas. These niggas was really laughing at this shit. Like, it's like it was your calling. Yo, they, they was laughing. For sure. And, yo, and, and somebody, I had um my boyfriend at the time, he recorded it. So I went home. I studied it. I was like, okay. So this mm. worked. All right, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use that. I started watching other people's videos, Mike Epps, Martin Lawrence, like putting stuff together. Like I'm like, I have to take this serious now because people actually think I'm funny. Okay, I have to take this serious. Like literally, that's when I knew okay, I can make other people laugh. Yeah. The, the the Instagram and the stand-up. And stand-up is hard. Oh, it's extremely hard. I oh, can't imagine girl. doing what y'all do. Standing up there? No, like it's a different beast because people are hanging on to the next joke. Like mm-hmm. as soon as they... What's next? What's, What's next? Got? What's the next joke? Yeah. What's the next joke? And you have to be quick. You gotta be quick. And I, I, I know I'm a witty person, but that comedy shit, that's, that's different. So I think... Instagram and doing stand-up comedy, that's when I realized, okay, I can really do this. Can and you really can see their faces too. Their faces. Every little Yes. And I would re- and I'm the type of person I'm looking because I'm I'm <laughs> trying to get an indication of okay, is this good? Is this guy and people they'll tell you. Oh yeah, the real oh the comedy you. show. They'll, they'll look at you like, bitch, what the fuck <laughs> is this? And I remember sometimes even being on certain comedy shows, men will go out there and they can do any type of foolery, oh, yeah. and it's funny. Mm-hmm. You as a girl, you gotta be ten times more funny, mm-hmm. and it's. I feel like that's that's just the story of women across the board. Like True. anything you do, you gotta be ten times. I remember doing a comedy show one time, and these dudes had no routine. Like they were just out there doing whatever, and I'm like, damn, I've done prepare a set. I did like, <laughs> you know how in school you do like the layout, the outline, the, lay, the outline <laughs> yeah. of your yeah. essay. Yeah. yeah, that's how I do my comedy. Like I had an essay. I would do the introduction, the conclusion, <laughs> the body, the sub body. Like, like, that's how I would do my comedy. Is that what they you meant when you said you lost your routine? Whatever. Like, did you have it all I written lost, out yeah, and then it I, just. I lost it. It just, it left me. Oh my God. I was up there making jokes about. I, I, there was one joke. I was like, um, I think I said something like, you know, Haitian parents, you can't talk to Haitian, you can't talk to Haitian parents about sex. And I remember saying something like, you know, my mom, I can't talk to her about no Zozo. I be telling y'all about Zozo. I can't talk to nobody about no Zozo. <laughs> my mom's literally, I remember going home trying to talk to my mom about sex. And she was like, Jessica, there is no such thing as sex. <laughs> and I remember telling her, well, well, how did I come into the world? Jessica, how did Jesus Christ come into the world? <laughs> there is no... Like literally, and I, I was on there just making shit up. The people was eating it. I was like, yes, God, keep them laughing, Lord. Just oh keep it coming God. down, Lord. And literally, like I lost my routine, but I, I think just going to school again, like education is everything. So yeah. people, people underestimate, but knowing how to outline shit, having knowing how to just be systematic, strategic, yeah. you learn that in school. And that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was that's that. So hopefully, I don't know, one day maybe I'll have me a little HBO special. Maybe I'll have something with music and comedy. I don't want to lose my comedy, but like I'm that. focusing on music now. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to still go into that one day. All right. So before we go, mm-hmm. speaking of music, your we did a, a gallery of your you dinner. Did. And you did. You shared did. it. But you tell us about that. Because I'm and, and you know, and just have a real moment. I'm particularly... Um, interested in you know you you wrote in your post like y'all haitians y'all scared to go back yep. that's something i deal with 
a lot when I encounter Haitians. A lot of them. I mean, I find younger Haitians mm-hmm. are going back, but that generation, mm-hmm. yo, they are like, uh-uh. What's when I that found, about? I mean, I mean, there's. I know. I mean, I've heard things. I've never been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought that people do visit often as tourists. Mm-hmm. Not, Not at all. Really. Like family. To, well, like, I actually, mean, they come as their tourists. And so here's what I discovered. Family time also. A lot of white tourists go. Oh, yes. There's White? a lot of missionaries, a lot okay. of, but yeah, not can... even just missionaries. Like, <laughs> no, but there are like a yeah, camera. Right. The times she's been, right. Yeah. Okay, but then. What I discover is, is a lot of white people just going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to go and eat the food. They want mm-hmm. seasoned, they want seasoned meat. They want seasoned rice. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. tired of avocado toast all the time. They want some bun up some legumes, some, you know what I'm saying? They want some grill. Yeah. And it's crazy because a lot of Haitians, for some reason, like I I never experienced this, but a lot of Haitians would say, Oh, my, my mom told me not to go back. Yeah, really. I think there's a mixture of that. A lot of Haitians leave, left Haiti because of political, there's a lot of political issues. Yes. It's just mm-hmm. like you see a lot of Cubans leaving mm-hmm. Cuba. A lot this happens in a lot of black countries, okay? So a lot of people are leaving because they had they they did their dirt while they were there. They were in the in the government doing what they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. So they had to leave. Um and you know, a lot of people left, maybe they were in you know, po- uh, poverty, yeah. and they, they were able to get out and leave. But um, I, I just hate it because, you know, I feel like Haiti gets this reputation that other islands don't get. The same yeah. thing that's going on in Haiti happens in all islands. Mm-hmm. Every island is is poor. Yeah. Literally. You go they're to every co- island. I mean, Colombia. I was in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Colombia is oh, poor. Yeah. They're, they're poor. Like, yeah. literally. You leave the airport you see poverty. Mm-hmm. It's right there in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, when it comes to Haiti, we always get bad, bad press. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And even like, even uh, up until recently, you know, I see all the stuff going on in DR and I'm like, well, wait till y'all find out how DR treat Haiti, people in the Dominican Republic treat Haitians. Mm-hmm. Haitians been dying in DR for centuries, yes. long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though the, the revolution was from DR, meaning that it's all Haiti, we were all one place. That's another podcast from the day. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll drag y'all yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, um, literally, like, we get all this bad press. And I think that a lot of it has to do with we haven't taken the responsibility as Haitians to go there and upload. Like, literally, yeah. mm-hmm. I went there, I just uploaded videos, and I put, this is Haiti. Mm-hmm. And people, oh, my God, that's Haiti? Yeah. yeah. We don't just have poor parts. There are beautiful parts in Haiti. There are people who are very wealthy. And despite Ooh. popular belief, I know we got our wig and thief talking about it's a shithole country, but Caucasians gonna tell you it's a shithole country because they own a lot of land in Haiti. Oh, yes. Labadee, which is literally like the Fijis of the Caribbean. Haitians don't even own that. It is white owned. Isn't it Royal, is Royal Caribbean? Royal Caribbean, no. American Airlines yep. has ownership Royal of Caribbean, it. And when you Royal go Caribbean. there, you know, we they don't again, even tell you, you it's Haiti. They don't even tell you it's Haiti. They don't even tell you it's Haiti. They just say My it's mother-in-law like, went on the cruise. I've seen it on a, as a stop. It's on a like stop. A, a yeah, I think recently started saying it, but she said she went there, got off thinking, I'm in my country. She started yeah. speaking to people. They were like, we can't speak to you in yeah, Creole. No. And no, you're not going to get no tasso. No. You're not going to get no griot. Nope. We're going to give you this burger. That's it. Okay, see, so that explains it. When I was saying I thought there was tourism, like as somebody who, like lifestyle editor, covered travel, things like that, I see people visiting Haiti and you see it as a stop. And you see, that's why I was a little confused, but that's not real. That's not the that part of the cultural well, authentic it, part of Haiti. Well, it is, it is but, but it's just now they it's they whitewashed mm, it. Yeah. So wow. where the people can't even be comfortable on their own soil 
the soil that we like i remember being there and shooting like we we were shooting my video i'm like you know what tucson and them they (laughs) tucson they celine they in they in there they in they tomb twisting into they shout out christoph listen yeah they they doing a cupid shuffle in their fucking grave because imagine you fought you became the first free black republic and you got whites coming in here telling the people that you can't do this here we own you Yeah. yeah That's crazy to yeah. me. That's crazy to mm-hmm. me. And being a Haitian, that's so offensive. It hurts. It's mm-hmm. sad that you know we we get we get the short end of the stick. We've given so much to humanity. We've given so much to civil rights, slavery, reform, rebellions. There wouldn't be a New Orleans if it wasn't for Haitians. You know, we've given so much. We fought in the civil wars. We fought in the world wars. Yeah. You know, we the Clintons stole so much goddamn <laughs> money from Haiti, okay? All right? Donald Trump over here t- calling the shithole country, but you was down to Miami-Dade begging for the Haitian vote. You were When you were doing your, de- your debates, you were dragging Hillary and using Haitians to drag Hillary because you knew it would touch a part of us. Mm-hmm. Had Haitians saying, we're not going to vote for Hillary. And I remember saying, y'all Haitians are buying, biting this bullet. Mm-hmm. He don't care about us. Mm-hmm. And he turned around two years later and called us a shithole, shithole country. country. Yep. Okay? So, I mean, it, it, it's so disgusting. And I think just for me with my platform, every day I've made it my business from day one. That's something that nobody can ever take away from me. Whether it's been comedy, journalism, even whatever I've done, Power Star Live, I always put Creole somewhere. I plug it in. If I could do a little sock by saying, I'ma plug it in, plug it in, cause I'm Haitian. I'm proud. I'm always gonna put on for my people. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I put it in my music. Yep. Vacation has Haitian lyrics. Yes. For the first time, you got a song on Power 105, Hot 97, where somebody's saying "Gouye, Gouye, Gouye." You know what I'm saying? We speaking Creole up in this bitch. We need. And you say party like Haitians. Party like Haitians because, like you saw in Dinelle Blanc, mm-hmm. we are people who want to have a good time. Yes. We're black people. Like, I want all the pro-black people and the black travelers, come to Haiti. Don't yeah. forget about us. Mm-hmm. The same way I pray to God, like, don't forget about me. I feel like that's the Haitian prayer to the world. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about us. Don't forget about the Wakanda or the Caribbean. We yeah. did a lot. Yeah. We did a lot for all of us who are sitting here. Don't forget about, come home. Mm-hmm. Come, come eat the food. The, the It's a beautiful culture. The women are beautiful. The men are gorgeous. They Yeah, they have two, three wives. That's all right. You know we African. You know we, we twice removed from nine. We know we West African. We got them, you know, we got bad habits still, but it's all right. Come through. It's lit. Come through. It's lit. Period. Thank you, Jesse. Thank on you. with the passion. That was the perfect word uh, to yes. Thank you. And I'm coming. Y'all can take me. No, come. I'm you serious. gotta come. You gotta do come. an essence escape. I mean, I'm, you know, I will pack a bag. Please. <clears throat> Both please. of y'all go come. regularly. Come. I, I'm definitely putting together I'm some things. I, I met with the, the Minister of Tourism. I met with the only female senator there, Senator Judon. We talked about a lot of things. I wanna I wanna do for Haiti what I see. Rihanna doing the for the Barbados. Barbados. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I want to do that. I don't want to just go to Haiti and and twerk on the island and do no. Like I want. I, I was meeting with government officials, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I, ain't, I'm nobody. I'm just starting out in this thing, and I want to make sure that I put Haiti on the map. Well, first of all, we've always been on the map. Some people just don't know how to find it. We've always been on the map, right so I want to make sure that I rep for where I come from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's important to me. Yeah. 
And I think people want to go and want that, you know, to just for you to people like you to reclaim that. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said, I really was sitting here like people don't. Go. I mean, I you know, I yeah. did not know that. And I'm glad I didn't. No, listen. You know, I, what I mean, mm-hmm, in a way, mm-hmm. because I have a video that even went viral. This white guy, Paul. Oh, yeah. That I was asking questions to. And Paul was saying, I've been coming to Haiti for six years. Yeah. And people were saying so so many bad things in the comments, but literally, this white guy's been going there for six years. He brings his friends every time mm-hmm. he goes. Like it's beautiful, and I think that using my platform to promote it, vacation. We shot the video there. We shot it in the Citadel, the most historic point yeah. on the island, three thousand feet in the air. I cried when I got to the top. Mm-hmm. It just was beautiful. like a spiritual experience for me to know that I'm here because people fought for me to be here mm-hmm. like and not just any people like they the fought blood, and won they won they won and, and that blood is in my veins mm-hmm. and now I, i'm over here gooey, gooey, gooey. <laughs> you know what i'm saying because they fought for me to be here yeah. and they won and i want everybody to feel that feeling when they especially when they see the video i want people to see haiti's beautiful come come you're gonna um, debut that video on essence.com i'm gonna debut come okay. on i can't do it i can't work with sarita and you know what and, Just, and, and I, before we go i really want to say mm-hmm. thank you oh my gosh thank you for doing that article Thank you for doing that Shout article. Out to Danielle Point of Jour. Yes, yeah. Point of Jour. I don't know her. I hope I get to say to say <laughs> hi to her. But I felt like I was on a basketball court shooting, mm-hmm. and I, I was I was missing. And Essence came in there, got the ball, and dunked it for me. Oh. Literally, that's what Essence did by with that article. And I'm so happy. I'm so grateful for y'all. Y'all have no idea like the favor that you guys showed me by doing that. I I, I have to say thank you. And thank you for putting Haiti in a good light. You guys mm-hmm. always do that. I love it. I love y'all. Thank you for the support. We see you, Thank sir. you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yay. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. Corey, you know I love it Call when we have beauty and lifestyle influencers and just tea creators who can tell us what we need to be doing. And we have somebody special on the show today. Who is it? Who is it? She, her name is Ashley Hall. She's New York City based. Ow. Beauty and lifestyle content creator. Influencer. <laughs> she got her start back in 2013 after creating her blog. I love the name of her blog. Curls Fault the Girls. And she's been moving ever since. Ashley has worked with some amazing brands, including Maybelline, Bumble and Bumble, Dove, girl, all of them. When Ashley isn't working, she enjoys spending time with friends, family, and her two fur babies, Chloe and Mason, which you know is so close to my heart because I, too, am a dog mama. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for coming. Ashley, first of all, need the tea. I've been doing a deep dive of your Instagram, and I need to, like, have a full stop. You do not have a 16-year-old child. You just don't. No, I don't. Because I don't. That's you my look nephew. 16. <laughs> oh, it is your nephew? Oh, okay, okay, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. I was about to be like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Right. Like, you look amazing anyway. You look amazing anyway. Thank you, thank but you. But speaking of looking amazing, what is your go-to hairstyle for each season? Because I see you like to change it up a lot. Thank you. Uh, you know what's funny? I try to keep it as simple as possible, and um, I think my go-to for the most part for each season is a wash and go. Like a wash and go, like I said, is my go-to. I feel like it just works for everything, especially using the Shea Moisture um, Curl Enhancing Smoothie. 
Um, so my wash and go is seriously my like my go-to for each season. But I think in summer, I'll switch it up a little bit more and I might do a twist out or maybe um, some braids, a protective style for a week or two just to, you know, put the hair away briefly. So there, are there any in particular activities in the summer that you stay away from because of your hair? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, everything I do but everything go? Or I, exactly. I try to do everything or as many things as, you know, I feel necessary only because I know that I um, have the proper tools that I'm going to be able to use to take care of my hair. So like the coconut and hibiscus curl um, and shine conditioner and shampoos are seriously go-tos. So I know that I'm going to be able to maintain the moisture. I'll be able to tame frizz in my hair and keep it shiny, of course, which is super important. Well, so what are some of your favorite products that you use in different for each season? Do you change up, or is there something that you have, like, you just maybe use a different form of a product? Um, I think for the most part I stick to um, – the same kinds of products throughout the season, I just may change up how much of that particular product I use. So, for example, like with the um, Coconut and Hibiscus Curl Enhancing Smoothie, I'll use that in winter um, by itself, and I'll be fine. I know that I don't need, like, any gel or anything like that on top to hold everything in place because the air is a lot drier and it's a lot colder. The um, Curl Enhancing Smoothie is going to give me the shine that I'm looking for. It's going to keep a ton of moisture in the hair, especially because, like I said, with it being a lot cooler and the air being so much drier in winter, I know that I'm going to have the moisture that I need to make sure that my hair is pretty much on point at all times. Um, the only thing I will do differently during winter is that I'll add a little bit of the coconut and hibiscus curl and style milk a little more often throughout the week just to make sure that I'm maintaining that moisture and I'm just taming like the flyaways and the frizz um, if necessary. So the one thing that I'll do differently um, during the winter is that I'll add a little bit of the coconut and hibiscus curl and style milk a little more often just because, like I said, I really want to make sure that I'm maintaining all of the moisture as much as possible. Um, I want to make sure that I'm also fighting for it. So I'll take a little bit of this, just emulsify it in my hands and scrunch it into my hair, which also helps with a little bit of curl definition because after a couple of days, the hair tends to get frizzy anyway. Um, in summer, I'll use a little bit of the Coconut and Hibiscus Curl Enhancing Smoothie, and then I might add a little bit of gel on the end just because I really want to make sure I'm getting as much wear out of that one style as possible. Um, but that's pretty much it. Now, summer isn't over, and I know a few of us, myself included, have a vacation coming up. Yes, finally. Yes. Um, and I can tell that, right? Girl, we need them. And I can tell that you're clearly a big fan of the Shea Moisture Coconut and Hibiscus like, hair collection. Are there any products from that line that you kind of include in, like, a simplified hair routine for when you're on vacation? Because it's right on time for me. If you do, I need those. Oh, Absolutely. So I actually have a travel size of the Coconut and Hibiscus uh, Curl and Shine Shampoo and Conditioner. So those go into my little bag that I take with me. And I actually just took those recently in May on my trip. I took those. I was able to wash my hair, of course, which is super important, especially after being at the pool 
or at the beach all day, I wanted to make sure that my hair was going to be really shiny and really defined. I did have a photo shoot that um, that vacation. So I really just wanted to make sure my hair was going to be as shiny and defined as possible, but also soft. And that's something that's very important, especially after you've you know, been playing in the sun for a while. So you always want to make sure that you're maintaining that uh, softness as well. Um, and just maybe a little bit of the coconut and hibiscus curling style milk for the most part, because I want to try to keep things as light as possible. And I really don't have a lot of time for styling while on vacation. I think those are pretty much the three products that I would take just to keep things simple, but still make sure I'm doing everything that I need to do for my hair to make sure I'm looking my best while I'm on vacation. Ashley, thank you so much. You've helped us. Ashley, thank, thank you, you so much for you having me. You have saved us. It saved our hair on this vacation that Charlie and I are both about to take. Yes. Um, yes, enjoy. We're glowing. <laughs> we're going to be glowing from head to toe. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Enjoy. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks to our guest, Jesse Wu, and thanks to our sponsor, Shea Moisture. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Yes, yes Girl, featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zant, and Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More, more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social at Corey Murray, at Charlie Penn on Instagram, and at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.